I'm actually an anchor show. We got them actually rolling with us also. And all the other 30 shows, you can catch us on our YouTube shows, you can catch us on our Facebook shows, you can catch us on our Instagram shows, uh, Podchasers, uh, every one of the channels. There's about, about 75 platforms here that range in all 50 states here in the U.S., as well as 130 different countries outside the United States. So we're constantly moving. Uh, we're not just, this, this ministry is not based on just one a particular platform. There's multiple platforms, and this is what we're down to do. We're down to go and carry the word out to all parts of the world. And this is what I've been doing for 30 years, making sure that happens. It's not just something I throw together and comes on Facebook or Instagram every day. It's a multi-platform um, channel that runs constantly, you know, on a daily basis uh, throughout all the world. It takes a lot to get these stations running like this. At the same time, you know, we don't have to do a lot of traveling like I used to do in my early part of my ministries. I mean, it's great for me. It's great for the family. You know, I can invite anyone in from any part of the world. That's if they want to be a part of it. A lot of great men of God who've been a part of my services and, you know, ask them to come on for whatever reason they don't want to. So, I mean, I mean, I don't want everybody to feel like, you know, I'm, I'm beneath them. And I don't want anybody to feel like you're above me neither. But if I ask you to come on and be a part to help out do the ministry, hey, look, don't feel like, you know, because I'm younger or because my ministry is, you know, don't feel like it's, it's a bother or I'm not going to come up. And that's just, you know, it's just ridiculous, you know, for people to feel that way. Like they're a little bit more better and they're too good to come on and be a part of what you're doing uh, because you may have trained them, you may have been with them, and they hold that kind of stigma that they're too good to come on to be a part of the work that you're doing. So often, man, and women got to come in all the time, you know, it's, no, no bones to me. I just want to let you know, hey, look, you know, my heart is open to you to come in and try to help give a word to the people that have it here to hear. Let's get into the scripture here. Let's go ahead and get into prayer. We're going to go over the book of Daniel. We're going to talk about some things that, that even when the enemy puts pressure on you and causes you to feel a little bit, a little inadequate, you know, about your walk, what you're doing. Uh, you, you just got to be able to trust God through the process, you know, as it says in uh, the word of God, open the book of um, Isaiah 55 11 and talks about the process. Every word to proceed out of the mouth of God is a forward word that doesn't go back void, but it will accomplish. But it takes you also to be a believer, to trust that what God said will come to pass and it won't go void. And so, Father God, we thank you. We bless you for this time, this moment we're spending with you. Lord, we ask you for your inside information and revelation through this particular word as we go forth, Father God, that we have exactly what you have to say concerning that which is coming from your kingdom. Father God, solidified in their spirit that they may clearly know and understand and get a good understanding of the direction about what the word of God is saying in these particular words that we're about to speak to them is coming through you, Father God. Help me to be your conduit. Flow through me as you will, Father God, as I will myself over to you. And not trying to be hindered by any outside force, but being directly and focused on what you have me to do and say to your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Word of God comes to us. It's a very interesting story. This is probably one of my favorite stories in the Bible because of what happens in here. You know, book of Daniel chapter 3, you got two young boys, three young boys. They don't care what kind of king or who you are. They, 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 they don't bow to nothing. And this is the kind of process like Joshua and Caleb. You know, when it came, you know, the story about Moses, when he go to possess the land and went over there, they came back with a bad report. You know, Joshua and Caleb either came to the point, well, let's go ahead and possess it. And somebody came up to report, you know, hey, look, we'd we, we, we be not able. So you don't need anybody like that that's running around you. You need people that's going to help you be confident in where you're going. In spite of how bad the trip may be or how bad the situation may seem, you want somebody like with Gideon. You know, you all those ones who's coward, you know, get them, get them both the honorable discharge. Get them women an honorable discharge and get them out of there. Because when you're going in the battle, you need to understand that when you're in the battle, you don't want the enemy shooting you in the back. you you, you got to shake that thing up. And that's what Gideon did over in Jersey. He shook up the very possibilities, or God shook up the very possibilities. Hold no doubt that when he's about to go in to possess this particular land and this area he's in, that there won't be anybody who will probably have to fire on Joshua from his back or Gideon from the back. Same thing with Joshua, really, you know, going out to the uh, uh, defeat Jericho. And so these particular scriptures are designed that, uh, that let you understand that you got to have people in your life that's going to walk with faith. They've got to be determined to move forward despite of what things may look like in their life. Now over here in the Word of God, we see over here in the book of Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to talk to the first, we're going to kind of, 
we kind of spurt through this a little bit, but we're going to get through it. The Word of God declares and decrees in Daniel chapter 3, he says, Now the king Nebuchadnezzar, well, Nebuchadnezzar, the king uh, uh, made a golden image, and the height was about three score cubits, and the breadth about six cubits. And the Bible says he set it in the plains of Dor, in the providence of Babylon. Let's go ahead and move through this and get to this kind of quick here. We're going to the nitty-gritty part. And then Nebuchadnezzar, then Nebuchadnezzar the king gathered all the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the staff, the sheriffs, the rulers of the providence. And they came to dedicate the image, which who Nebuchadnezzar had set a man-made image. Now, you mean to tell me you're going to bow to that? And then the word of God decreed, declared on the third verse, and then the princes and the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the staff, the rulers, the providence gathered together unto dedicate of this image that who never a man made, that Nebuchadnezzar the king set up uh, and stood before in the image, uh, uh, was stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now, what I want to get you to see right here, you look at the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. The Bible said, and they stood. Not King Nebuchadnezzar, but they stood after he gathered all these rulers and counselors, and, you know, you know, just absent-minded, just fools. I mean, not, the Bible says you shouldn't call anybody a fool. But, you know, whenever somebody, somebody gathered you together to do something wrong, and you know it's not right, and what if you don't have enough sense to understand that it's right, you just want to go with it because it looks good. And, I mean, you know, just because there's a building that's it's voluptuous and looks great doesn't mean you got to go into it. Everything that looks famous from the outside ain't always good on the inside. I mean, it could be full of all types of stuff. A lot of these places you're seeing right here, they're becoming what we call distant echoing uh, drums. They're becoming sounding breath. Oh, you can echo in the building. And the Word of God declares in the last days, we talk about in the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew right, Mark chapter 3, or Mark chapter 13, that, you know, these particular stones are going to fall. And this is what we're coming into, because God is taking the people back to the point to get them to go out here in the land. As I talked about before, dealing with the fivefold ministry, and I declared this is Jesus Christ and all the other apostles, the powerful, the, I'm not saying it's better than anybody else's, but the, most, the, the greatest gift that's moving in the body of Christ is the evangelist. Because the evangelist is a person who got to conquer all types of stuff. He's got to be like the apostle. He's got to be like the prophet. And the prophet, I mean, the, the, they should be able to crisscross any position. You know, you see the apostle, he should be like the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the prophet. And also you got the prophet, he should be like the apostle, the pastor, evangelist, teacher. These gifts has got to be able to spread and you got to be able to walk on both sides. Now the main character of your gift is what God gave you, but it doesn't say you can't walk outside your gift. And what the evangelist does, he moves in all types of areas. Am I talking to somebody? He's to the point that he don't care where he goes. His job is designed that he's due by the Holy Spirit, and his hand is to break every man, everything, every every branch of the devil that he can try to create. His job is to shut him down. And if he can go out there and land in some of the most dedicated, undedicated places that we as men and women God don't want to go to and fearful to go to, he got to go in there. I mean, to the jungles. That's what Jesus Christ did out there when he was in the wilderness. And he came back and continued to go and doing the word. And he declared the word about the power of God, even if the evangelists say this day and time, I'm going to have a building, I'm going to have a name, I'm going to have a flock. But I come in the name of the Most High God, and I decree by the authority of the power of the Holy Spirit, if you just worship the power of God, I will see things change in your life. If you can just believe, doesn't mean you got to be in the building. Y'all understand what I'm saying here? Doesn't mean you got to have a prolific name or put yourself upon ranking of people. The Bible said that anyone who believes, the Word of God decrees according to the book of Romans chapter 5, you already justified. You go back to the Word of God in the book of, um, the book of, over in the book of, what is it? Uh, I believe it's not Hebrew, no, 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 not in, in um, the book of, uh, I believe it's in the book of, what is it? Uh, and not Hebrews, but Hebrews, no. We, what was this over? It's over in the book of Hebrews. Yeah, well, Hebrews 11. Hebrews said later, the faith is evidence that's hold for the evidence and not seen. But then Romans comes back and Romans begins to confess the word of God and tell you that you got to confess the word of God, believe in your heart. And when you understand the process of being confessing, then you roll up to the Romans chapter 12 and the word of God says, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Remember, Romans chapter 10 comes after, I mean before Romans chapter 12. That's when God begins to pull you into the place you need to be. And the Word of God decrees these words in your life. And the Word of God talks in Romans 10, 8, 9, if you confess, believe, declare, and decree in your heart that God raises something to bed, you shall be saved. So God makes you, He designed you, and engineers you from that point. The Bible says all you got to do is speak it. You don't have to have anybody around you. You can be in your bedroom, and you can buy it out on your knees. The Word of God says if you can find a place in your home or wherever it may be, and you can make it your secret place, 
And just like with Abraham, wherever he met, he made an altar with Christ. And he called out to God in the midst of everything he needed to have done. And God answered him and directed him in everything he needed to do. Now, he had some hard tasks he had to go through. But in the midst of those tasks that he had to do, he obeyed every word that the word of God decreed clearly. He obeyed every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God will go forth. That's what happened in Isaiah 55 and 11. He said that word will accomplish and you will accomplish if you follow it and do what God's commanded you to do. The word of God decrees according to Jeremiah 29 11, the plan that it has for you is a great plan. He never gave you an unauthentic plan. He never gave you a man's plan. The Bible declares according to Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. According to Jeremiah 1 and 5, he's already ordained, authenticated, Power delivered in the process where God called you before you was a prophet before the nation. He said that when you were born, designed, and engineered according to Jeremiah 1 and 5, I already called you. You go back to the word of the book of Ephesians, you look at it very good. The God said, You're already predestined for my goodwill. Ephesians 1 and 5. He already made you to his good purpose. All you got to do is give in. Go back to the Romans. Confess. Whatever your sins may have been, justify yourself. That when you come before God, you need the man to come before you. You don't need to come before you. You can go on your own. And y'all talking? Am I talking to somebody? The Bible declared decreed according to you've been justified. That's what Romans chapter 5 tells you. Justified by faith. You got free. You don't have to go through anybody. You got free access. You're free to go in your room and pray to God the way you want to pray to him. There's no certain way that you got to pray to God and you got to come through anybody. The Bible says if you walk upright and your ways pleases him. The Bible says the Proverbs 10 and 22 is already there waiting on you. The Bible said, no good thing will I withhold from anyone who walks upright. That's when your ways pleases God. You look at the word of God over here in the book of Daniel. You go to the book of Daniel. You come down here and you go to this particular third verse. And the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the consuls, the staff, the sheriff, the rulers, the providence, gather together to dedicate this image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king set up, a man set it up, a stone, a monument structure. The word of God decree declared he stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. These people, these dedicated officers, these men, these governors, these rulers, you know, these, these, these people that have been controlled, you know, mostly by Nebuchadnezzar because he's the king over there in the pride in Babylon. But he comes on in his third verse, and then he hollered and cried out aloud. He said, You that is command, O people, and all nations in languages. I mean, everybody is walking. In that part of the country, that nation, everything that's moving, listen to what I'm about to tell you. He comes over in the fifth verse. He said, "He said when he said that what time you hear now? He said that 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 at what time you hear the sound of the cornets, the flute, the sackbuts, the parsley, the delsma, all these kinds of musics, the Bible says you shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. A man has set up. I, I want to say something about that." You be careful. You be careful where you attend. You be careful where you go. You make sure you be very close attentive to the teaching that's going on around you. You make sure you go to a good teaching ministry. Not one that's going to give you a whole bunch of words and make you feel good, but instruct you and train you in the way you need to be and what God has called you. The Bible says your gifts and anointing is without repentance, but you got to be trained. And understand and be skillful in the things you have to do. Just because you're not behind the pulpit doesn't necessarily mean you can't go out and pray for people in your neighborhood. Am I talking to somebody? Or pray for your mother, your sisters, your brothers, whoever may be going through circumstances and situations, calamities in their life. You have the ability to do that, but you have to be trained. This is when the word of God declares and decrees that a man can't give you a gift. The only thing a man is designed to do with me and anyone else is to help your character. He'd already said your gift was given to you according to what Jeremiah 1 and 5. Your orchestrating of your gift, the seek the plan of your gift, is called Jeremiah 29 11. He said, I know the thought and I know the plan that I have for you. He didn't say what man has for you. The word of God says in Numbers 23, 19, 21, I am not a God that I should lie, nor am I a son of any man that I should have to repent. That every word, according to Isaiah 55, 11, the precedes to go forth, will not come back void. It will accomplish. That's if you can just believe that all things are possible to him that believe. And this is what you got to come to understand and realize. Even in the midst of the book of Mark 9, 23, when the man of God, Mark chapter 9, really, before he got to 23, 
And the man of God had the son who was demonic possessed, and he was demonic possessed, and the word of God decreed when he came off the mount transfiguring race from lighting that thing up. And he was dealing with some powerful officers up there. He was dealing with Moses, who was a representative of the law, and then he had Elijah up there, who represented the prophetic office, and he outgrew all of them brothers. And he came off the mountain, was talking to his people, and then they declared the word to the disciples. They started talking about him and what they couldn't do. And, they, and Jesus really kind of looked at the disciples. He should have just lined all of them and stuffed them all like the three stooges. Because you know why? Because he'd been teaching them all this time. You still don't see the Father? They still tell him, show me the Father, and it suffice. No, when you walk, you're looking at the resurrection. You need to follow leading what I'm doing. Everything I do, you do also. And that's what we're supposed to do. We have to stand around, be unmesmerized about the things we see, be mesmerized about what we see. You know, we, we, miracles are supposed to happen. We're supposed to enjoy miracles. That's what we're supposed to do. But lately in this time, we've been getting a whole lot of just conversation. Talking loud, and it ain't doing nothing. The Bible says every word. And when God begins to speak, the Bible says supposed to follow with signs, wonders, and miracles. This is what's supposed to happen. But since we just shortened the word and turned it to a more business center, that we got to get out at 9 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and we call it discipline the time. No, let the Holy Spirit flow. The Bible says you got to set that sun aside anyway. You got to get to the football game, whatever you want to watch. Set it up on the rerun. Watch it Monday. That's your day off. It's my day off. It was really not a day off. The time I take time to be off. But it is, it's not really a day off. But when we come back over here, man and woman, God, don't want to get too, too, too far off course. I want to push this just a little bit as I go forth. The Word of God comes over in the sixth verse. And it says, Whosoever fall down and worship the same hour, well, who fall down and whoever falls and does and not, whoever falls not down and worship. Now, this is how strict he's saying. In that same hour, he will be cast into the midst of a burning furnace. And I'm going to tell you when, you, when you, when you're tough, and you don't care, you, and look at him, man, the woman God, and you don't care what the devil say. You're going to believe God, and you ain't going to believe nobody else. If I got to perish in the midst of believing God, sometimes you get people that literally live with a yellow back. They can speak real good about the word of God. When they come down to putting their life in the line, they'll freeze up. I call them, I, I call them choke artists. You know, when they come down and you having to, like you're doing, like sometimes we do on football, see, they, they choke up. They, 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 they clutch up. When it come down to sicknesses, disease, or problems going in their life, issues, they don't go to God. They find out where they're trying to figure it out. You know, they go to crying to God. Oh, I ain't got enough money. Oh, Lord. They, they. The Bible said, do ask, but you're going to have to have faith. If God gave it to you once, he'll do it again. Let me skip it. So I want to get into that. Because a lot of y'all start crying on my show, and I ain't got time for all that. And some of y'all just flip the show off and go somewhere else. Go ahead on. Go, go find somewhere else to help you out. Go, that, go over there and make the smart, make it feel good. But over here, you can get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The Word of God says on the seventh verse, Therefore, when the time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the sackbuts, the parsley, all kinds of music, all the people, the nation, and language fell down, they were done in worship. Now, this, I want to say something about this. The majority ain't always right. The Bible declares it's the way that seems right. Just because you see a majority of people doing something, don't you run up over there. Just because it look, oh, everybody going to, what, that, 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 that's the way that seems right. And I'm not saying it might not be right, but you might all want to check it out and pray before you go up in there. Just because there's a host of crowd of people around and it doesn't necessarily mean the truth has always been told there. Am I, am I there with somebody? Sometimes the most loneliest and smallest places that you can sit down, get to know the pastor, get to know the teacher, get to know the congregation, that people come to you to aid you and be with you during the course of time you go through struggles. And that's why I just, I love small churches. I love small churches because that's the way I was brought up and that's the best way I've been trained. When the time came, when my mother was going through a process of leaving here, there was people that from a church that was there. They didn't some kind of handpick somebody that was too busy. Some big emperor person, a big name. They couldn't come out and visit. They were too busy because they had other appointments going on or whatever it may have been. They took time to come out and visit her. The saints came out and prayed for her. Even the same thing with my brothers. In the situation, whatever took place with him. The time that he left and all the other saints ever knew. Everybody I knew that had been part of a small church was loved to the point that the pastor that looked at himself had been so much better than everybody else. He took time to shepherd his flock. He didn't turn into a business center to the point he had a bunch of people like a, a riffrach running around. You go over here, you go there, you do this, you do that. Because you developed your building too big, now you can't do the work that you really need to do. And now you can't look at it the way you need to be. 
because you turn it into a business rather than a, a place, a sanctuary, a hope for people. You turn it into a business. So the word of God comes back here and he tells about that. He kind of gets them. He kind of shifts them in the face right here. He said, at a time when all the people heard the sound of uh, these particular instruments, the cornet, the flute, the parsley, and all kinds of music, the Bible said these people fell down and, and they, what, 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 they, they, what they do, they fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. You, didn't even, you set up anything. I'm just going to tell you straight like him. I don't care how big your building is, how many people you got, and whatever you say your name is, I'm not going to step foot in that until God tell me to step in it. And when I do step in that, I'm not going to feel comfortable anyway because it ain't nothing but just a gathering of a big house. And everybody in there just to be able to beat around. It's just the end of a big party. And so I ain't going up in there anyway. I'm going to go where I get noticed. I'm going where I'm, 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 I'm known. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go where I'm celebrated. I can talk to the pastor. I can talk to the men and women that got in the church. I can know their families. I can know how they came up. I can know their children. I can pray for them. And that's what I like about our ministry. Even when we had the buildings, when God got us out of it, I said, Lord, don't let this thing go too big. Don't let it go too big because I still want to be in contact with the people. Even when it got certain marks over 100, I thought, Lord, don't let it get too big. I don't want it to get that big. And some people enjoy that fact because they feel like they've made it when they've done that for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. So that popularity of big makes things, make you something. No, wrong, and wrong again. That ain't it. The Bible calls me here this particular eight verse. He said, well, for the time a certain children came near and accused the Jews. Now, this is one of these particular henchmen, one of these particular spies, one of these particular what these little lily living, one of these little telling, the kids that tell of everything. The Bible said it spoke and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You can, you can tell, they, you tell they weak. they're sucking up to the king. They're going to suck up. People suck up to people. People just weak sometimes. They got to suck up to you. I'm going to leave that alone. You know, look here. Now king has made a decree that every man should be here. Every man that should hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the sack, but the parsley, the dulcim, and all kinds of music. Shall fall down and worship the golden image that you built. You don't come to church, God going to bless you. God ain't going to bless you. Somebody say something. If you don't set on this ministry, you go somewhere, you're going you're gonna to fall. I thought I heard something. If you're not, a month, if you're not faithful to this ministry, then God is not going to bless you. Sound like a little witchcraft in there, don't it? Somebody, somebody hear that? Somebody hear some hocus pocus in there? When you find yourself being tailored to do something outside your will, but forced under man's regulations and rules, Especially if you find yourself going somewhere that you just want to go just to go because all the majority is there. And you didn't pray, ask God where he really wanted you to be. Sometimes you got to get tired of being laying around by the ring of your nose. Just because it look good doesn't necessarily mean you got to go over there. I have seen ministries and churches in the neighborhood and seen families stay right across the street and they hadn't even gone. I said, why do they don't go to this church? Why do they don't go to church? I don't want to go over there. I said, okay. Uh, just leave it alone. Don't, don't worry about it. Well, come on and visit us. You can visit us online. Every once in a while, we have to have go out in personal services and do things, okay? Hey, check us out. Get your cup, get your coffee, get your cereal, get your eggs, get your bacon, sit right there in the chair, and hey, hey, watch us. We're right here. As long as you want us to be here. If there's anything you need, of course, time is COVID. If there's prayer you need, we try to make a personal invitation with you. I got all kinds of studio areas in where I meet with people doing marriage. Uh, counseling, all those things. Marriage counseling people in Africa, India, Asia, Trinidad, all over the place. All over the place. And even have married people across the mics. And have ceremony marriages right there across the microphone. By the power invested in me, I have married people right there on this microphone. Had them two sitting right there and said they vowed was married. All they need to do is get their marriage license. But some people don't understand the process of what we're moving, so we're going to get off of that because there's people a little bit upset about that. So we're not going to let them cry. We, don't, we, we get tired of we don't have a t-shirt to hand out to everybody who cries about stuff. So the Word of God comes back over here, and it says over here in the 12th verse, There are certain Jews who have set, have you have set over the providence affairs of providence. Now look what he's saying. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set. Now he put them over the providence. But the people he put over his providence didn't really agree to what he was doing, so they didn't bow. So they what they do? They went and told on him. 
just like they did with Daniel. They had made a degree with the king and anybody who defunded his cream and thrown into the lion's den. The same thing went the same, this was the same thing. And the word of God decrees right here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he said over here, These old men, O king, regarding that thou hast not served your God. Look what he says. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, king, have not regarded thee. That's like a snitch. You got a lot of those. Snitches. They get on the phone and gossip about you behind closed doors. And they say they love the Lord, but they don't understand the true covenant what God says. He said, by this you may know that you my disciples. Love them as I love you. He said, go talk about your brother and sister. Put them down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abandon go. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They have not served thy God. They serve not thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Sound like a bunch of snitches. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of people that just, just you know, witchcraft, just just care, just run. But you know, we gonna go tell. We gonna tell on you. You you like you over there? You drinking up all that cooler? We gonna go tell mom. We gonna tell tell it. You don't want people that be part of your ministry. It can be a headache. So I've been there, done that. You want noble people that love people that you don't have to get up in their face and tell them how they need to conduct themselves to be a man and woman of God. The word God says the 13th verse, they never connect in his rage and fury because what the snitches told him commanded me to share rank, me shack, the bendigo, be bought these men before the king. Go get them. I'm going to show who I am. I'm the man. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said unto them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Do you not serve my God, nor worship the golden image which I set up? It's all about me, 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 me. You understand what I'm saying? It's my church. I'm the pastor. I'm the one. I'm the man. You ain't nothing. I'm just a conduit like the rest of us. The word of God decreed that over in the area of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. When Paul, well, when, when, yeah, when Paul came over and talked to them over in Corinth and they got in discussion about feeding with milk and not with meat, and then the word of God comes on down and talks about him and Apollo, and they got to bragging about who's the greatest. And God said, oh, no, cancel all that stuff out. I'm going to shut all that junk down. Who are you, Paul, and who is Apollo? That you can do anything. One plant, one water, but I get the increase. Don't ever get yourself in a position where you come up behind people and they begin to look at you and feel that they're authoritative over you, especially when they try to train you and try to hold you to a position to make you feel other than what God has called you to be. The word of God comes back over here in the 15th verse. He said, Now I have to be ready. What time do you hear the sounds of the carolness, the flutes, the sapbucks, the parsley, the delson, and all kinds of music? You, you, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. But if you, look here, but if you worship not, excuse me, but if you worship not, you should be cast that same hour in the midst of the burning furnace. Now, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who got some backbone. I'm talking about people who are not scared to shut out all these soothsayers out there. I don't care what kind of name you got. I don't care what kind of ministry, who you say, what kind of providence you say you got. If you wrong and you jacked up, then I'm going to call a spade a spade. That's just the way it is. I'm not going to put you down, but I'm going to let you know that what you're doing ain't right. It may not be me to judge you, but I'm going to make sure that when I speak a word, it's going to know it. You can't run around here, and you can't keep ambushing the people like Mo, like, like, like Pharaoh did, living off the backs of the people and persuading them to give and do things to help you stay above the where you are that you may live that lifestyle. Get yourself up and get out there and get your job like the rest of us do it. Same thing with Paul did. He had time to, he had to go work. I got times where I got to go work and do things. They keep things. I, the ministry is a great ministry, but at times I got to go out and do things to keep the ministry moving. Keep things around the household, right? You got to be the man around here. Or you got to be the woman and the man, whatever it takes you to be. You don't sit back on your duff. And then all the people collect and you worry about when money ain't right, then you start begging the people and start making false contents about them. My God's going to bless you if you give me a thousand instead of the other. <laughs> what God says in 60 verse, Shepherd, Meshach, and the band of God answered and said, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we not need to be careful about what we're about to answer. I don't need to be careful about what I'm answering. In other words, saying, we know, we, we don't care about who you serve. We, we already know who we serve. 
And that's what you need people in the body of Christ to understand. You need to know who you serve. You don't serve a man. You don't serve me. You don't serve anybody. You serve God. And my job as a man in my position is to help your character and not your, what? Your character. I can't give you a gift. I show you what you need to go to to get more information about your gift and how you need to walk circumspectly in the area of Jeremiah 29, 11 that he gave to you. Understand who you are from the time the gift was based in you and whatever I can help you with. I don't know what your anointing is. I don't know what your gifting is. But I understand if that be a prophet and God called me to come help you, then I'm going to give me the answer what you're and why I need to train you at. That's what I'm designed to do. And that's what all the ministers in my, in my, in my particular um, uh, uh, group does. They understand that that, that, that apostle over there, you don't want to play with him. He's not one, he's not one that wants your pocketbook. He's not one that's going to play games with you neither. You may not like him, and that may be it. The same thing what happened with the process when you deal with Naaman. You remember the story what happened with Naaman. And the young girl, he came out and, you know, he was a head of the Syrian army, and he conquered, and he was mighty man of valor, but he was, a, he was a leper. And he went out there and got all that stuff and sent the letters to the king, called out of that uproar, and he gets all these garments, all these clothes, and he come before Elijah, and he would think Elijah supposed to come out and just throw his hand, Elijah told the brother, go dip. That, that, see, you gotta, see, you got to put up with no stuff. If there are people who want to buck against you in your ministry, let them go their way. You ain't got to hold them. Let them go. Let, let them go their own way. Let them find a way to think, think, think. It's a way. Let them. Let them find their way. If they're not willing to listen to you and what you're helping them out with, then let them go find their own way. I'm telling you, man, oh God, it's hard when you're in the island. Been there, done that. You don't want to get out there. You need support, and people that's going to be genuine with you and help you to move forward. You get out there, and you think you got it all together, and you get out there, and you will hit a stump in the ground, and it will jack you up in just a matter of time. If I was you, and you probably, I'm probably not you, but I will pray and ask God, who is that you have over me to help me with the gifting that you have placed in me? And the word of God declared, decreed according to the book of Amos, if there be a prophet among you, I will reveal him to you. That's when you get into prayer and ask God, what is it that you have me to do? And what is it that the gift you put in me? Don't you let nobody come to you. You got to hear like a preacher. You talk like a preacher. You look like a preacher. No, you get confirmation from God about what you need to do and who you need to be. You sound like a bishop. You sound like a son. Excuse me? That don't make me anything. Then you take it and run with it. And what God decreed in the 17th verse? But if it be so, our God, whom we serve, this is what you got to understand, who we serve, will deliver us from the burning furnace. And he will deliver us out of the hands, of thy hands, O king. You know what? These brothers ain't playing. These are the kind, of, these, these kind of cats you want rolling with you right here. They, they don't, I don't care if you're a king. Listen to me. Listen to me. I, I'm, listen, I'm not putting anybody down, but you got to understand, in this day and time, you better, you better, you better, you better rest up. You better, you better, you better grip up. You better grip up, and you better get tough, and you better find out who you are and where you're going. I don't care if you, listen to me, I don't care if you're apostle. I ain't got no problem with you being apostle. I don't care if you're the, the number one prophet in the world. I don't care if you're the mightiest evangelist in the world. I don't care if you're the mighty pastor in the world. I don't care if you're the mighty preacher in the world. It doesn't matter to me, because the Bible declared that I got everybody's been given a measure of faith. Your gifting ain't no better than anybody's. It all comes from one spirit, and that's the Holy Ghost. And any time you look at yourself as being higher than anybody, then you already deceived yourself. I don't get into popular preaching. Some come to my show, some don't. But, you know, that ain't for me to worry about. My job is to plant the corn, and God give me increase. That's all I'm supposed to do. That's all, I'm, just, I'm just supposed to plant the seed. That's all I'm supposed to do. And one water it. And God, and one water, it's one, one, one plant, one water, and God, it's, it's, I just what I do. But I do not get involved in names, titles, and positions. I don't fall for that stuff. Especially my position as an athlete. I understand the people that have been in the Army, they follow rank and all this thing. That's fine. That's good, that's good. But you ain't in the Army. It's good you know the under-discipline, how to know things in the Army. But you ain't in the Army of a man's Army. You're in the Army of the Lord. And when you're in the army of the Lord, you don't run the army of the Lord like you run the military. 
or whatever you may have been a part of. I was an ex-NFL player. I don't run to people like that. The Bible tells me that whosoever will, let them come. Whatever time they come and be a part of this work, and whatever they come tell me, well, the Lord let me know that it's time for me to go. I bless them. If I can give them an offering, ship out, and I'll pray for you. I don't got to hold nobody because they don't belong to me anyway. I want you to get kicked out the nest and go do some work. I want you to develop the process and changes just like I went through. I want you to experience those things, those hard times, and those depths like I went through. I want you to go through it. That's the only way you're going to get developed is you got to go through it. Baby, hard times will make you. And sometimes you need to find your way out there, and sometimes you need to bump your head, you need to get scraped, and you need to get some marks on your knees and your elbows, you need to go some crying in your pillows at night, you need to lay down, you need to get hurt, you need to get strong. But just not having those things in your life can't make you. That's why the Bible says be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's why Jesus went through, went through Paul went through, went through, the apostles went through, went through. They went all kinds of havoc, but it made them. Pressure makes you. And the Bible declares when you get out, you'll come out like pure gold. I still go through, but I'm a lot more experienced now than I was back then. I don't run up in everybody's face. I don't cater to man like men cater to man. I don't do that. I don't, I, don't run, I don't do that. I don't prop up men. God will. I respect you, but I don't put men on pedestals. It doesn't matter about your man. I don't care what your name is. I don't deal with that. But what of God comes out here and he says in the 18th verse, but if not, be it known, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship that golden image which thy has set up. And the power of God declares in this 19 verse, and what never connects with fool of fear. He got mad. See, when you tell a person that's in an authoritative position what to get off at, they're going to get upset. They're going to say, well, you're going to fall and the devil this. They're going to put all kinds. Listen to them. Listen to them. Well, they ain't going to go nowhere. They're going to fall. They're rebellious. They got all these things that dehumanize you when you stand up for yourself. When you stand up for them, that's when they mark you. And they get the others on the bandwagon, they put their witchcraft together, and they help them to mark you. It's like a witch hunt. I remember a man of God a while back, I want to say his name. God bless his soul. I remember we was going through some challenges and changes at one place I was at. And a man of God in that church conformed the people not to talk to me at all. He told all the people in that church, don't talk to him. Don't, don't say nothing to him. That's control. That's witchcraft. Don't talk to them and don't say anything to them. They're an outcast. Because you want coming out of their regime or their jurisdiction. That's the devil. That's the devil. He stands behind the poor pit too now. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Anytime a person wants to control you like that, like this Nebuchadnezzar doing, you don't get in that. You don't bother this king. I'm throwing you in the fire. The same thing the word of God tell you. If you don't come to this church, you're going to fall. People try to pray you. But I tell you, boy, the Bible said no weapon formed against you. The Bible said then king was full of fury. And the Bible said his vengeance was turned. Look at the Bible said his vengeance was changed again. He changed. The brother flipped. He come from sending to be the providence over the nation. And now he signed him on bow his God. He read me. He turned it, well, he, yeah, the true thing in him came out. I'm telling you, man, woman, God, you put a person in the corner, you tag them enough. Listen to me. You better hear me and hear me good. You put pressure on any, I don't care who it is. You put pressure on any individual, the true nature of them will come out. And I tell you all the time, everybody's got a king and a fool in them. It depends on which one you're talking to. Or it'll come out. You can test it. Sometimes then you see it coming out. And you got to back up. That thing about to burst. When the word of God comes down here, he says over here, that against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, therefore we spoke and commanded that should be heat the furnace and the fire seven times more than what's ever been heated. That means they really want to put pressure on you because you're not obeying them. That's when they come out don't talk to him. Oh, he's this, or she's this, or she, whatever. I done seen people get ridiculed so bad by readers when they quit the church or be on one part of that church. Oh, she's a she's a Jezebel. Oh, she's a devil. Oh, she's not no she's no good. Oh, we ain't gonna talk to her. And they make up all kind of stories about them. Now, 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 
Now you tell me if the word of God tells you about the new covenant, you look at look at the new covenant. And you look at the new covenant over there in the area of John 13, 34, and you tell me what it says in the 34th and 35th verse. I ain't got to tell you. It lets you know that. He comes back with the same conversation and information in the book of Galatians 5, in that particular 14th chapter, or 14th verse, or 5th chapter in the 14th verse. Love them as I have loved you. I don't care if it's an Old Testament study. It, love is love. It doesn't matter. But it comes back to taking the 15th verse for those who diametrically oppose the will of God's love. But if you catch, if you kick, scratch, back, and devour, see, don't you be devoured. What comes around, comes around. But let a man examine himself. In other words, you got to sweep around your own back door. You got to check out who you are. Remember I told you, everybody's got a king and a fool in them. Everybody's got something boiling in them. And if you don't treat that individual right and try to talk that thing out, my mother tell me this all the time, when you got your hand in the lion's mouth, you got to know how to ease it out. That means people are going through challenges and changes. And people don't have time for your rhetoric and your little tinker toy game. You want, some, you want a toy? Go to the store and buy you one. Quit playing with folk and playing with their head. And telling people things that God never said. Prophesying and speaking in tongues and telling what the Lord and all of this stuff. If it be a true word of the prophecy, then let it be known of God. I don't need to put a film on it. I don't need to take a picture of it. I don't need to take a calculator. Y'all understand what I'm saying? God don't need you to validate nothing in what he's doing. Especially from a man's point of view. If there be a prophet among you, God said that will come to fruition. You don't need to take a picture. I will let you be it. I'll let you be known whether that word be prophetic or not, whether it be true or not. And they'll be known by two or three witnesses. And it'll come to pass. The word of God comes back down here. And they said he heated the fire up. Three times harder than any fire. He really hated these guys. Now, it's amazing how people, when you don't roll with them, will change on you. They, 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 they just turn. They want to, excuse me, they want to kill you. They have so much hatred towards you. They don't want to speak to you. I'm telling you, man, the woman of God, I declare and I heard this strange story. And I'm telling you, man, God, if there's anything that I'm speaking about in my mind now that had anything to do with some of the past situations that that took place around my life, God, you deal with them. And you handle them the way you need to handle them. And I pray that when you handle them, you make them come with a calm mind and a sober heart to be loving to the Lord. That they may walk right and serve you reverently. Because I believe you are a powerful God. And the word of God comes over here in this area. We comes over this particular area over in the twentieth verse. And he commanded the uh, he commanded uh, the most mighty men that were in the army, his greatest men, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the fiery furnace. He really had it in for them. Some people got it in for you. Some people got it in for you. They don't like what you do. They don't like you come with it. You don't follow in their style, their charisma. So what they do, they dehumanize your ministry and your work. They talk about you, shut you down. They try to. But when you don't understand that you don't walk with the rules of man, then you don't worry about it. I'm not into numbers and titles and positions. I just do the work. And that's why we blessed abundantly, me and my wife. Because we walk right. And we do it right by God. And we don't need anybody to accolade us in what we want because God proves what he does for us. We're healthy. My daughters are healthy. My family's healthy. We, we he takes care of us. We don't brag about that. We're not wanting for anything. But thank God for that. And because it's all a part of us walking right and doing right. That's what the word of God said. When a man ways pleases God, desires come. And that's what we do. We walk with the will and the purpose of the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we come to situations like this, you're not worried about like throwing us in no fire. Because no, we don't get caught up in that kind of stuff. And we always pray before everything we do. You're going to find us caught up in a bunch of hoochie stuff. A bunch of stuff, but we don't get caught up in that stuff. We don't deal with that. When we did, we, we get away. My, my my apostles, but at least they taught me that. Don't get caught up in that stuff. You get away from that stuff, and you leave that stuff alone. It ain't nothing but bad news on that. Leave it alone. They tell me you got to understand when you see a genuine man or woman, and I pray to God to give you that spirit to understand that, and that's what He's been giving me. The Word of God tells over here in the twenty-second verse. Therefore, the King commanded. It was urgent, and the fire exceeded hotter flames, and the flames swore those men, look here, 
and it took Shadrach and Meshach and the band to go. Look he did. The fire of the flame slawed, killed them brothers, how hot it was, killed his own men. Let's go down to the 23rd verse. And those men, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell and was bound into the midst of the fire in front of his behold, like a somebody. Then Shadrach, or then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished. And he rose up, and he, look, he hissed and spoke. And he said to his counselor, Did I not cast three bound into the midst of the fire? And I saw and said unto the king, True, old king, that brother had to check his senses taken. Because a miracle was taking place right before his eyes. He, he had to check, see, he, he said, I put, didn't I, didn't, I see something else in that. Didn't, see, when the enemy tries to slew you, God is right in the midst right there with you. When the enemy tries to come in like a foot, I declare the vote of God will raise a standard. The Bible said, you pray and trust God all the way to the end. Don't you give up. You trust God all the way through. The word of God said, when they threw him in the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar got up and he talked to his census taker. He said, hold on, man. Didn't I put three in there? But he comes back over to the near. Nebuchadnezzar came near. And in the mouth of the burning and the furry furnace, and he spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and the band of gold are the servants of the Most High God. Come forth. But hold on a second. He said, come forth. When he looked in the 25th verse, he answered, Lo, I see a man loose walking in the midst of the fire. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. This is this, how this God covers you. No matter how bad the heat of a situation is in your life, if you stand up not to bow to that thing that's, that's alienating you, you will see the power of God work in your life. Whenever you don't bow down to a thing in your life, I don't care what it is, and you trust God through the entire process, you will see God walk right slap dead in the middle of what he called you to be. I'm telling you, man, what we got right over HNRC Studios, we right slap dead in the middle of what God called us to be. I mean, we right dead in the middle of it. And we don't need anybody accolades or anybody names or titles to prove that. Because God got great, strong apostles around me to help me move forward. And it doesn't have anything to do with anybody's accolades, anybody's numbers, anybody's count. Because we don't deal with that. Our job is to display the word. And that's it. I don't get into performance. I don't need nice, cheap suits that look good before people. I'll get on with the best of them and drive with the best of them, too. But I don't need all that. I don't need to walk around trying to preach something that I'm not. That's phony. I don't need to be something I'm not. I don't roll like that. I never did deal with people that's false. And I never will. That's why I keep it real. That's why a lot of people don't like me over at this station. I don't really care. Because, you know, I'm doing what God says to do. And if you got a problem with me doing what God says to do, then you go talk to him about it. And then he tell you, he said, no, that's my servant. And he do you just like he did with Miriam. Do you, do, do you not feel bad to talk as my servant? Come down to the assembly of the camp. I'm going to prove to you that you're going to get this chance again. But, man, what we got is a pleasure for you guys joining me here. It's about that time to get out of here. Right about that hour. Right about 11.03. It came in kind of about the same time. I want you to get a good solid hour of teaching. But, uh, man, what we got, look here. You got Monday morning come up for those who are watching the show. We thank you for being there. All of us in our distant countries, all of men and women got decided to be blessing the ministry and continue to bless the ministry. Keep doing that while prayers are with you. I know a lot of times you guys call uh, for my foreign agent areas, my phone, my foreign phone call. My foreign phone rings all night long. I know I can't get to you, but I leave a message and make sure just don't hang up. I mean, this apostle is moving. I get a chance. Sometimes it may take two or three days for me to get back with you because of the multitude of messages. But I do want you to send me a prayer request in a text. You can send me through a text. You can send it through my actually uh, uh, my, uh, Facebook. You can send it through my messenger. Just get a hold of me and tell me. There's a man of God praying about his mother. And I, I, I ain't forgot about your brother out there. And I'm praying for your mother. I'm praying for your family. I'm praying for your finances. Because it's not always that we can maybe give you, send you money and what you need. Because everybody's going through challenges and changes. But we preserve ourselves. And we got to first keep this ministry moving. That we can continue to push the words out to the people. We don't we don't floss around here. We don't floss around. We take very seriously what we do. We're doing. We're the kingdom of God. And 
that's what we do here at HNRC Studios. To each and every one of you, God, we bless you. We thank you, Yandi, for being with us on tonight. It's just a plan that the power of the Holy Spirit be joining to be with us. And we thank God as He continues to bless you and your household, and your health, and your strength, even as you rise up in the morning. We pray to God to give you a good night's sleep, give you vision and dreams, and all things that He's capturing for your life. And He continues to touch you in every part of your life that you may clearly know and declare that what I plan for your life is really more than what you can see. Man, God, we thank you. We bless you. We love you. To each and every one of you, we hate you. You guys take care. All right.